You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I'm going to be talking to Allison Carmen about the power of maybe to ease anxiety. Allison Carmen is a former attorney turned business consultant and life coach whose clients range from owners of multi-million dollar companies to artists, actors, writers, and parents. She's also an author with blogs for Psychology Today, Huffington Post, and Mind Body Green, as well as a book, The Gift of Maybe, which focuses on helping people reduce their stress and worry in uncertain times. Allison, welcome to your superpowered mind. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. Yes, we are. I am so excited to talk to you today. It is perfect timing um, in that we are in the very beginning. Uh, not the beginning, the first few weeks of coronavirus. Um, And this is going to be coming out sometime after things have played out a little bit. But we are very, very much now living in a time of uncertainty. And, um, And you have a really good perspective on uncertainty. Yes. You know what's so interesting about this time is that Life is just as uncertain today as it's always been. And I think what happens is because uncertainty bothers us so much is that we write stories about what needs to happen to be okay. We need this job. We need our child to go to a certain college. We need this much money in the bank for everything, for us to feel safe and well. And so I think what this time period is showing us is that there's always uncertainty in our lives, but this is just putting it so in front of our face that we're forced to deal with it. And when you really look at it, uncertainty is one of the most important relationships in our lives. It's the thing that that's when we choose a job, when we choose a relationship, whatever we choose in our lives, uncertainty is always playing a part. So what a wonderful time for us to look at the unknown and see if we could shift our relationship with it. Because for me, I believe uncertainty is our greatest place of hope and possibility. Because when you think about it, if you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. And at the end of the day, uncertainty is your best friend because that's where hope is. That's where possibility lies. That's where new opportunities occur. So this is the time that we could strengthen our relationship with uncertainty, build that muscle, and have a a much easier time to deal with unexpected events as our lives move forward. Wow. Okay. I am going to... um... At listeners of the podcast, I've told them before, I have dealt with anxiety very, very much in my life. Um, and I don't anymore. I have a very, very different relationship with it. But so much of what you have said, I would have fought, fought, fought so hard against um, before when I was holding on to wanting to know what everything that was going on. So we're going to get into that. But first of all, I've got to ask you my first question, which is, What superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? It was the superpower is the power of maybe, I think, in my relationship with uncertainty. Because I can now look into what I can look towards what I don't know and feel hopeful and feel safe within myself and trust myself. So 
maybe was really the path to the power. And I guess ultimately the ultimate power is having faith in myself and in life itself and um, just taking one day at a time. That's great. That's beautiful. And I am writing that down because there's, I want to unpack a little bit about that, um, which we do have to take a break. I cannot believe this. This always goes so fast. Can you tell people before we take a break where they can learn about you and your work and your book, and then we'll come back and start to unpack this. Great. My, my website is Alison at Alison Carmen. Well, it's Alison Carmen.com. And it has a lot of blogs and my, I have a wonderful podcast called 10 minutes to less suffering. And that's on iTunes, or you can access it through my website or you can get it on Spotify. And what's so great about that, it's this 10 minute podcast where within 10 minutes I deal with a topic and I give you an exercise. So hopefully if people decide to listen to it, you could alleviate some of your stress and worry, um, all different topics. And my book, The Gift of Maybe, it's available on Amazon and all major bookstores. And that's another tool that you could use to lessen your fear and worry and anxiety, especially during these uncertain times. Uh, That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Hang on and we will be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. Um, We are going to be now actually digging into talking to Allison about how maybe the concept of maybe can ease anxiety. And one of the things that you said, Allison, with respect is about the power of maybe is that how you can look now to what you don't know and feel hopeful. And what I think so interesting is when working with people and it with anxiety and in myself is what I think the default position is often for people is if they don't know what's going to happen, that isn't a place to feel hopeful. It's a place to feel scared. Right. Yes. And, and for me, I always say I was addicted to certainty for most of my life. If I didn't know what was going to happen next, I projected things were going to be bad. And they weren't going to work out. So I was like everybody else who had fear and worry. The minute I didn't know, because I couldn't figure it out, I said, oh, the worst case scenario, this couldn't possibly work out. Things could never get better. And so what I did in my life and what most of us do is I wrote stories. Well, if this happens, then I'll be okay. If that happens, I'll be okay. If I could just create this type of life, then I'll have certainty. And for me, the story that I wrote was that I was going to become a lawyer I was going to get a job at a large law firm. I was going to make a lot of money. I was going to marry this great guy. I was going to get to this point where I would know and I would be safe and secure. And I actually accomplished all those things. And I remember 
walking to work my first day as a lawyer thinking, this is great, I've arrived. And then the second day of work, my office mate comes in and says, hey, Allison, did you hear they're firing half the first years? And I was a first year. And although they didn't fire me, they did fire half the class. And at that moment, everything just fell apart for me because I realized I would never have certainty. But because I had this realization without any tools, I fell into deep, more worry, more anxiety, because there was no story I could run that made me feel safe. And then one day, I heard this beautiful story, and it's a Taoist story, and uh, maybe a lot of your listeners have already heard this, but this farmer, he had a horse, and his horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe, but the next day, the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor comes by and says to the farmer, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on one of the horses. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But then the next day, the army comes to take his son to war and they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, the story means things are neither good or bad. But for me, probably because I'm from the West, all of a sudden, I felt this little pop in my chest and I was filled with hope because for me, when the horse ran away, I never imagined he could come back or come back with gifts. So the minute I got home from hearing that story that day, I started to play with this idea. I didn't have enough clients. Uh, my child is, is sick. She won't get better. All these things. And I started to play with maybe, maybe that thought's not true. Maybe things will get better. Maybe something else will happen. And it sounds so simple, but all I did was offer my mind another story than my worst fear. And my mind could not battle with that other possibility. So all of a sudden, the maybe opened me up and I felt more hopeful. And when you feel more hopeful and you're not always thinking about the future, you become more present. So it's this simple practice, but through this simple practice, I now know uncertainty is my freedom. It's my hope. And that's where all possibilities lie. And this little word maybe always reminds me I'm not stuck. I'm not doomed. And what I don't know is going to lead me to a new place. And that new place might very well be wonderful. Yeah, that's great. It's um, one of the things I'm laughing at is I, um, I myself used to be a litigation attorney. I was for, for 10 years and had the same, you know, plans, marry a great guy, have kids, you know, be successful. But the problem that I had is I was from actually from very young, always anxious about people dying, about my family. And so it was very, I could never get out of the reality of, well, that could happen because really, it really is true. And one of the things I think that is interesting is one of the things that you had said that you did was learning to have faith in yourself and life itself. And what I realized is I, when I, as I ultimately came out of it, is that I didn't have faith in my ability to handle things. If somebody died, I had this story that I myself would not be able to handle it. I could not survive it. And when I started to hear stories, for me, it was a story of Viktor Frankl. And the idea that something so horrible could happen and you could still keep your spirit 
to me, that's where I opened up and went, oh, horrible things can happen. And it doesn't mean that you, your life and that all joy is gone. Right. And what's so interesting, you're probably talking about Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. yes. And what's so interesting about that book is that he talks about when he was in, he first got to the concentration camps, he saw these really big, physically strong people. And these other people who were so skinny and weak, they didn't look like they'd make it till next week. But it was the people who had the strong inner world, who had the faith, who had that inner knowing, they ended up being more resilient. So it's really not what happens to us in life, but it's our perspective and how we show up for it. And, mm-hmm. and I think the problem a lot of us have is that we want to have faith, but we don't. Like you'll meet people in life who just are okay with whatever happens. They're like, oh, whatever happens, I just know I'll work out. Everything will work out. And those of us who don't feel that way, we need a tool to get there. So what maybe did for me is it actually gave me like a cognitive faith because my mind would have the worst fear. And then this idea of maybe, are you absolutely sure your fear is true? No, I'm not sure that fear is true. What else is there? Well, maybe something else will happen. Maybe this, maybe that. So with this idea of maybe I would open up And I would end up hanging out in uncertainty with people who had faith. So there I was. So that's what's so great about maybe it kind of allows you to experience what faith is like before you have it. And now I have clients who no longer even practice maybe like people who are maybe addicts. They don't even think about it anymore because once you allow yourself to have faith or be in maybe and hang out in uncertainty, you kind of get to see the flow of life. And once you experience that things come, things go you know, we're never quite doomed because something else will always happen. Once your mind starts to think like that, you're free. And so whatever experience you have and how you get there, it's just really beautiful. And, and I applaud you because I think that Viktor Frankl, that book was very, it's a very powerful book. And I think it leads you to that place. Yes. Yes. And so what I love about what you are telling people about is also because there are so many people in the world who do have faith. They'll be like, well, you know, thing, whatever hap- is, happens is meant to happen and we're all going to be fine. And I wanted to believe that so badly, but I couldn't. Yeah. So what I love is what you have is this to say, okay, if you're going into this scary place, say what else is possible other than, the, this is the worst possible case scenario, which is where you've automatically gone. What are other interpretations of what might happen? Yeah, that, that's you're 100% right. And it's such an easy exercise. It's actually in the first chapter of the book. And it goes like this. What's your worst fear? Right, right now, like, because people are going to be listening to this show probably in four or five months, the economy might be a little sluggish from the coronavirus and people being out of work. So maybe when you listen to this broadcast, your fear is I'm never going to get another job. My, I'm never going to have the same amount of money that I had. Well, if your fear is you're never going to get another job, ask yourself, are you absolutely certain that fear is true? We can never be certain what's going to happen tomorrow. That's what's so beautiful about questioning your mind. So your answer is going to be, no, I'm not absolutely certain I'm never going to get a job. And then you ask yourself, what else is there? And then you start writing maybe statements down. First, very broad. Maybe I could accept this and still be okay. Maybe things will get better. Maybe there's something left in this moment for me to experience. And then go a little kind of a little more uh, narrow into your exact life. 
Maybe I need to take a class. Maybe I need a new trade. Maybe I need to look into a new business. Maybe I need to call this person. And as you do these maybe statements, if you do it for 15 or 20 minutes, you're going to feel better. It, it, that's just what happens. And even if you're still afraid, you're going to be afraid, but there are going to be more possibilities. And so maybe it reduces your fear 80%, 50%, 20%, whatever it is, the minute you lessen your fear, you have more space within you to create something new, to be more present and deal with what's in front of you. And that's the beauty of it too. It's like where we're thinking about what's going to be tomorrow, of course, we'll, we'll start to get fear and anxiety because we're not there yet. So we can't solve the problem. But with this idea of maybe it made me so present that whatever problem I faced in the moment, I had the strength and resilience to deal with it. And I think that's really the key to life. Yeah, that's beautiful. You are, I love it. You are so clear about that. And so many people talk about changing how you're going to look at things, but this is a very, very specific exercise. So I, with a lot of power, it really, really does. And one of the things that is is interesting that again that I'm going back to is this idea of and I in your book you talk about linear thinking about this idea that the things have to go a certain way yeah and, right? and how yeah. would you explain it how would you explain linear well, the reason we believe things need to be a certain way is that we're afraid of uncertainty so the story is if this happens I will be okay this needs to happen for my children to be okay. And that's, I have to say that children, for me, parenting has been the trickiest thing when dealing with uncertainty because, you know, the Buddha said that all attachment leads to suffering. And so I've been able in my life to become not attached to many things. Uh, the amount of money I have, my clients, what I'm going to wake up in the morning and do, but when it comes to our children, we have this need for them to be okay. So what are we going to do? We're like almost committing to some type of suffering and a lot of linear thinking. If my child, you know, is able to get into this college, they'll be okay. If my child gets on that basketball team, they'll be okay. But we can't control life and life is still uncertain. So that's what's so great about this practice of maybe that with my children, even though I have the attachment, so there's this level of suffering because I need them to be okay maybe reminds me that they're not stuck and their life will keep changing. And so what maybe does and embracing uncertainty does, it makes you realize that, no, I don't need life to be one way to be okay. I need to love myself. I need to trust myself. I need to be loving and kind and be as present as I can. And I will have the strength to deal with what comes my way. And I know that life is always filled with new beginnings and new possibilities. So Linear thinking always causes, causes us harm because we're predicting what needs to happen and no one really knows. And the fact that it's helped me so much with parenting has been one of the biggest blessings of my life because not only can we not control life, you cannot control your children. <laughs> no. So it's, it's been a real blessing to have maybe while, I, you know, while I've gone through parenting two beautiful uh, daughters. Yes. Oh, I have three daughters. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how it is? <laughs> yes, I certainly do. And they're teenagers and young 20s now. So, um, yeah, one of the things that, again, was is, is a big realization for people is that you're talking about is this idea that things should be a certain way and that if things aren't going the way we want them to be, that our reaction 
is going to be negative. You know, sort of like, well, okay, if you don't get a job, well, then of course you're supposed to be upset and discouraged. And this idea of trusting that, well, you know what? Maybe this this is a, the mantra that I went through and really trying to, when I was changing my outlook on everything is, this is not what I would have picked. Right. This isn't what I would have picked. And really just sitting that, okay, yeah, it's not. And I want to have a temper tantrum. Okay. And I felt that upset. Now, what do I want to do with that? Do I want to keep fighting against the fact that this isn't what I don't want? Or can I accept it and move on? Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that's, that's the key to the freedom. I mean, it, we don't realize that when we don't accept, it's like banging our head against the wall. And, and we, you know, we would never bang our head against the wall, but emotionally we do that every day when we fight what is. Yes. And we have situations that happen in our lives and certain things we cannot con- change. Like, for instance, like we cannot control what's happening with the virus. We could only do our part. But so that's what I think is such an interesting experience that we think we have more control than we do. And then we'll run all these stories and we'll try all these things. And what's happening right now with this virus is that we're all feeling the truth of life that we can control how we show up, we can control how we think about something, but we can't always control what happens. And, and that's the thing also about this idea that of positive thinking and negative thinking. It's like, sometimes what happens is that we're afraid to feel what we have to feel. Like you said, like, I allow myself to feel it. I feel disappointed. I wanted that to happen. I don't like that this is happening. And then you have a, po- a point where you ask yourself, is this thought serving me? You know, am I banging my head against the wall? Will acceptance lead me to a place of freedom? And for me, because I felt doomed when something I didn't like happened, it wasn't until I embraced this idea of maybe that I had a freedom to ask that, that I had a freedom to say, okay, this didn't happen, but my life is still hopeful and there are still more possibilities. And again, it, it sounds so simple, but when you have your first experience of maybe, it is the most liberating thing in the world to feel we're not doomed. And sometimes for me, I don't walk around doing the exercise. When something happens I don't like, the first thing I'll think about, well, maybe everything is still okay. Because that's our fear, right? When something mm-hmm. happens we don't like, it's our fear, well, things are not going to work out. I'm not going to be able to pursue my path. I'll never be successful. Well, maybe everything is still okay. And maybe life could take another change. And maybe things will, new things will happen tomorrow. And so it kind mm-hmm. of fills our heart with hope. And it quiets the mind. See, our heart is always hopeful. And our mind is what runs the stories of the fear and the worry. So maybe connects you back to the hope and to the acceptance and to the knowing that if life is uncertain, that means that things can change and still go my way. Yes. Yes, I love that. And and I think partly what has given me freedom is this idea that is of even trusting that maybe these hard times are good for us. You know, going back to the children, like my kid was supposed, one of my oldest daughters was supposed to go to Kenya this summer to do a research project and with her college and all this cool stuff and traveling. And on the one hand, it's like, oh, that's disappointing. And on the other hand, you know what? Maybe by being disappointed and having, seeing what's going on in the world, she is going to come out of this even with a sharper eye of what, of what to do out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real 
opening for people. And it could be, you know, some people believe the best is always happening. And I always say, what's ever happening, we, we need to make the best of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So your daughter's having this experience, like all of our children, like they haven't had a crisis like this. Yes, there was a financial crisis in 2008, but they really weren't, you know, working at the time or affected by it. So yeah, I have the same thing. Like I see my daughter, my daughter actually was studying in Italy abroad. Oh, wow. Um, so she had this huge experience of, of having to take care of herself or having to make some really tough decisions, dealing with uncertainty, you know, fighting authority to get what she needed. Um, and also I find that now she's more committed to public service because I think a lot of kids are going to have that experience because I think they're seeing how government works and what it means to have community and helping our neighbors. And what does it, what does it mean to be a teacher and a healthcare worker? So I agree. I think that this is a time where people are getting more connected to who they truly are and their hearts. And sometimes we do that through disappointment and sometimes through pain and sometimes through adversity, we get to know ourselves better and we build that muscle. So we can't always know what event in our life is going to lead us to our most sacred, profound moments. Right. Yes. And once again, like, as you said, bringing it back to that doesn't mean you don't feel the disappointment. In fact, you really want to feel that sadness and that disappointment to let go of the energy of it. Yeah, absolutely. Then, That's yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my issue with positive thinking sometimes because you feel a need to stay positive. I need to be positive because if I'm not positive, things are not going to work out in my life. But if you are afraid of uncertainty and you have children, negative thoughts sometimes are going to get you or painful thoughts. And so what I love about maybe it allows you to feel what you have to feel and at the same time know that life still has hope in it. And over time, it's so easy to go from pain and sadness and glide into maybe it, it forces nothing. And so if you're a positive thinker, that's fabulous. But if, if you can't hold that, then maybe might be a great mindset for you because you allows you to go through your process, but know that life is still filled with hope and possibility. Yes. Oh, Allison, it's so fun talking to you. Thank you for, um, to, for putting this message out to people in a way that, that their brains can hopefully hold on to. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how simple it is to hang out in uncertainty through this idea. Like you think like sometimes it has to be complicated, but usually it's one little simple thought that could lead you to freedom. And for you to be free in uncertainty is for you to be free in your life. And it allows you to truly access everything that is possible for you in this lifetime. Yes, thank you. Well, can you remind the listeners once again where they can find your website and your book and all of that? Sure. The website is alisoncarmen.com. My book is The Gift of Maybe. Again, you could find it at Amazon and all major bookstores. And my podcast is 10 Minutes to Less Suffering, and you could find that on iTunes and Spotify. Great. Thank you, Allison. Listeners, thank you for being here for yourselves. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 